Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts. Hey, what's going on? It's Matt. What up? It's Andrew. How we doing, guys? What uh what's been yeah, this is a fun yeah, one. We've... Like this is gonna be a good episode. There's, there's uh so much going on here. We are I will I want to say off the off the um off the bat though, just a little bit of housekeeping. You'll probably have noticed that our episode schedule release schedule has uh adjusted a little bit um our our wonderful editor and producer nico has got a new job everybody say congrats nico we're wishing him the best um uh, but you know just just to accommodate less hands yeah, yes bless up but just uh, to accommodate that we are you know moving to friday releases at least for the time being um so you know you know it's it's you know fairly obvious we're summer games fest has has essentially already kicked off because it, w- it was funny to me like our first topic is going to be uh the sony state of play which it was like after the fact someone said like oh yeah we're technically considering this part of summer games fest it's like technically official oh no uh, jeff Keeley himself said right it. that's a uh, straight from the man yeah, so so you know we're uh <laughs> But when this comes out, basically, by the way, Jeff Keeley 100 percent wants to be the dude from the Big Lebowski. Uh, but yeah, this this episode will premiere the you know the day after the actual Summer Games Fest uh, launches. But before we get into that, um, what have we been playing lately, Matt? I know you've been kind of absorbed. Yeah, so basically, because of where I am in Elden Ring, I've been trying to like I put it off this week because I want to just finish it uh, when we record tomorrow Sunday on stream. Sure. Uh, do the the final sprint through the last bosses. I love that Matt has treated Elden Ring like just like he's like I got a gram left that I'm gonna stretch for two weeks, and he's just yeah. rationing off he's just, just a drip little feeding sliver. I'm doing other stuff <laughs> in between. Like I've been farming armor. I've been going through and like picking up things that I've missed no, along absolutely, the way. But you're just drip feeding that sucker, man. You're just like, no, I, oh, I can't, no. I, can't well, I can't, I can't, I can't pull myself away. No, I'm pulling the trigger tomorrow. All right. I'm going to hold uh, you to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm at a good point now where I can do that. Uh, but I've been playing a lot of triangle strategy this week. Uh, I've been enjoying uh, because especially with the way that the NBA playoffs were going on, it's nice to be able to take the handheld off the dock and just be able to play handheld with basketball in the background, especially like first half NBA basketball where it sort of doesn't matter. The first half in the last, uh, you know, the last I'm putting in air quotes, the last two minutes, that last uh, 40 minutes. Oh, that they've gotten better about that. Uh, they don't review literally every ball out of bounds anymore. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of triangle strategy. Uh, it's, you know, a nice square uh, strategy RPG with the square Enix naming because they have, you know, Years to their uh, departments when it comes to the creative group. Let's call it like triangle. Let's strategy, call it unique. But there's no triangles. Let's call it unique. It's all squares. Yeah. Uh, but I've been playing triangle strategy uh, about four ish hours in now at this point. Uh, it's a pretty good game. Like, got no complaints from my end so far. The like stories, they've definitely leaned heavy into the, uh, the geopolitical story. Like, the first hour or so of the game was one combat round and then like 40 minutes of like setting up the geopolitics of the world and like talking about this big uh, festivities that were going on and like oh we're having a like three nations are like signing a treaty to work together to like i mine salt yeah i think i think uh, salt is the biggest is the, like what you're the biggest like uh you know basically cash product or you know the the biggest uh uh you know economic thing but 
that's what I'm most interested in, about the game, though, is is it's uh, it's kind of uh, gr- like let's say grounded realism in terms of the story in that in that regard. Oh no, like it's definitely there hasn't so far been any like, and then a dragon swooped <laughs> down and like came onto the land. It's very much. Uh, like there's a lot of the times when you're having these discussions, you'll get these uh, three choices to make for your own characters, like decision making along the line. And uh, a lot of the times you'll have somewhere it's like um, someone asks you, like, what is your opinion on the treaty? And one of the choices is like, I don't like trust the intentions of the three nations. Like, I think uh, people are going to be using this for like different reasons and like, like to remain cautious. And it like very much clashes with that idea of like, like, uh unabashed uh positivity that like some of the other responses are where it's like i think this is going to be the first step towards world peace it's like i've played a jrpg before i know that this treaty isn't going to last more than two chapters like come on let's be real here but yeah so that that's uh that's interesting it's one that's on my my list i actually got my copy uh actually just came the other day i'm i'm still working through my my own um strategy jrpg with fire emblem um but that's that's oh, going to be down down chef's down kiss. the road for me um but yeah it's an interesting bit with uh i don't know if you saw um from square they put out this this bit um recently talking about uh you know in reference to triangle strategy like that the the hd2d style is surprisingly expensive to make and is like a I, I would believe that like if you look at the visuals it's very uh like very dense when you're playing these games even at a lower resolution on the switch like i've played both octopath and uh triangle strategy on the switch and it's like i really like the art direction like i can definitely see why they say it takes time and it's like intensive i really hope like they released those pixel remasters of final fantasy one through six And there was like a little bit of me hoping that when they got to like Final Fantasy five and six, they'd adapt it to the more Octopath style. I thought that would have been really cool, but maybe they're saving that for like a special uh, like remastering or remaking. Because they've got they've got a lot of things in the rumor mill as far as like games down the pipeline that are potentially being looked at. They're uh, definitely in the Final Fantasy deserves more spinoffs and like relooks mode uh speaking of final fantasy why don't we just jump right to it the the real headliner <laughs> more from, spin-offs from from sony state of play um the you know the real the real big ticket item was the the, tr- the trailer with some good gameplay looks at it was for, oh, for final fantasy 16 slated for summer 2023 so there's some really cool stuff about final fantasy 16 uh this most of this development team are new to final fantasy they've come from other studios so like what you're saying, like you saw the combat there, um, the combat director for Final Fantasy 16 is a former Capcom developer uh, with uh, notably working on stuff like Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, I saw a lot of comparisons. Which, I saw I did. I did see a bunch of comparisons that it's uh, going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be which gives that kind of like bombastic combo. larger than life melee combat um, that actually works. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 has some really good combat. Like that's a really fun game. Uh that came out what like four or five years ago now uh but this development team for final fantasy is not the typical uh, it's not your namoras it's not your um um blanking on some of the the major names from the development teams of the past but this is they're bringing in a lot of fresh blood and trying to give it a new approach 
which I think is very obvious to a lot of fans of the series. And it's like brought a lot of attention from people outside of uh, the fandom towards the game. Cause like the combat is very different. Uh, definitely looks like they've taken it for the first thing I saw when I saw it was, it looks like they took that partnership with team Ninja real seriously. And like from strangers of paradise, it looks like they took some of that uh, hack and slash style sure. from like the Neo series. Sure. I thought I thought uh, the combat looked interesting. Um, I know you were you were, you know you as our resident you know Final Fantasy head you know you know obviously I'm super yeah, obviously excited. you've got plenty of thoughts uh, and you know yeah you're excited for it and you know figured as much. But I'm uh, but my one I'm thing intrigued. I'll say is this this has potential to be my game of the year next year and I know that I'm saying that with Breath of the Wild too mm-hmm. as a release. Like I think this game looks like it could be incredible. Yeah, Andrew, what was your what was your thought from the from the trailer? I th- so I find I Matt, I find your comment about the like bombastic action to be interesting because I kind of already associate that with Final Fantasy. So, it's like I always cuz I, I don't know, maybe it's just cuz I think of the that big ass sword and it's just like it's got it's big, you know. From like the from action. the 7 7, but, seven uh, remake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Buster Sword and uh, Mass Immune. But like, I mean, I the visuals look awesome, which is how I've always felt about Final Fantasy games. They always look really cool. I just like haven't gotten into it. I, every time the one I've played, the story just like I got so lost so quickly, and and that's kind of been my Final Fantasy experience. Which one did you play? But I am interested. Oh, yeah, I, 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 mean, I do see myself. Playing Final those. Fantasy's past do have their uh, like. They're, they're JRPG stories, so they do get out there pretty quickly. Um, like Final Fantasy VII starts as like uh, you're a part of, and I'm putting air quotes here for our listeners, uh, eco-terrorists, because you're trying to stop stop the power companies from drilling the Earth's resources and killing the uh, the planet. Yeah, don't we love you know be you know if being concerned about the environment, you know, being equated to terrorism? Love it. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but um, it start. It starts out with that as like the core idea, and by the end of the game, you're fighting the reincarnation of a god creature that can throw like comets at the planet. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So we're 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 not saying that eco terrorism is praxis, but we're also not saying <laughs> it's not uh, particularly particularly in the game in the game in Minecraft. Um. In, in the game, <laughs> yeah, taking out an oil rig in Minecraft is you know potentially a, a good a, a good thing maybe based in the game. <laughs> but no, I, I I I totally agree with with Andrew. It's like uh, their visual aesthetic is absolutely one of their strengths. One of their strengths. It's one thing like I will say about I've grown a little bit more um, uh, agreeable to to say like a from software aesthetic where when Elden Ring was first out it was always like i'm always like what the fuck am i looking at you know it's like i can't tell what <laughs> yeah. what these creatures are but as i've semi body horror yeah, style, and like, like arms just coming out of everywhere exactly. but like, like as i've like i haven't even played that game yet but like just watching so much of you guys play it and watching others on twitch like you get, a, you get to understand that aesthetic but like something like final fantasy it's like they've got like really cool and out there and really uh kind of remarkable and unique designs, but you always know what you're looking at. You know, dragon looks like a fucking dragon, you know, you can yeah. Bahamut always larger than life. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and, but like the, the, yeah, the creature design is, is definitely a strength for sure. 
Um, I, so yesterday I was actually after the, you know, I was like watching the trailer again, I went in and was like looking more into the plot itself, um, about what's going on. Yeah. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask about that. (laughs) I mean, I'm interested in it. I mean, like it's, it seems like it, there's some, this is supposed to be more of a back down to like semi-traditional fantasy story compared to uh, past where it really trails into the more sci-fi aspect. Sure. Um, like Final Fantasy 15 definitely has some like heavy inspiration uh, from some sci-fi. But it does like have this, I mean, this is a pretty standard for, you know, epic fantasy type stuff, you know, this kind of uh, global or continent spanning geopolitical struggle that has all these yeah. different uh, factions that are vying for power. That's always, you know, rife for, you know, some interesting storytelling, but I'm, I am really fascinated by it. it's like how the, the, the central aspect of these, uh, the, the, these characters that are like the, called the dominance which we might as well call yes we might as well call them avatars you know they are avatars for these yeah. different gods they're, they're, they're called the dominance this is this game's iteration of the summons these summons have been in many of the games yeah before. and the summons are like the they're calling uh, them the icons or whatever ei yes. e-i-k-o yeah, or fit, something like that uh rama shiva yeah which so, uh, so that was my question is who's your favorite what you've seen so far who's your favorite i mean the the slight visual change they've done to Earfit is really cool. They've definitely made him more demonic and less human uh, on the face from 15 to 16. Apparently there's going to be two of them. I'm always a big sim for Bahamut. Apparently there's going to be two of Freets. There's going to be, like, there's, I, I kind of missed that a little bit. Someone was, I read some, some bit that, you know, that there's going to be, uh, there's going to be two of them. But uh, from the cover, at least, it looks like the two focused ones are going to be, yeah, the Ifrit and Phoenix, who is like, Yes. related phoenix related is, uh, to the main character yeah phoenix seems to be new i don't recall phoenix aside from anything that, other than like a phoenix down which is an item you use to recover from uh unconscious i say i love i love me the the big boy titan uh his the, the yeah. dominant the, the the dominant guy that's just like this big massive dude uh yep and you know it's he's one of the first ones you encounter in final fantasy 15 I'm excited. I'm I, I'm uh, I'm honestly excited. As I was like looking into the plot, I'm like, okay, I can actually see this. This makes sense. This isn't as like complete. No, I, completely I think they really wanted to get back to this idea of uh, they want to open the series up to new people, because like Final Fantasy 15 sold 10 million copies, which is really good for a Final Fantasy Jeez. game. But like when you look at it outside of the vacuum of the Final Fantasy world, you've got a lot of other games that have outsold it. Um, like games like uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 has done better than Final Fantasy 15. And I know I'm comparing it to a Nintendo title. Nintendo's its own beast. Like we, that's a lot. Like we, we, so, don't, we don't the uh, mess with Nintendo and their fandom. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's what I'm saying. Uh, so, let's be, let's be real. General, people were buying that for Gooigi, not for Luigi. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. But like, I think Square is looking at Final Fantasy 16 as an opportunity to be like, this is our chance to like gain a new following of people on top of the existing fandom and kind of like really go for a big selling game. I think they could really, uh, they'd really like Final Fantasy to get back to that point where people think about it when they think about the pinnacle JRPG. I mean, I think I'm going to buy it and I have, I mean, I do have now own Stranger of Paradise, but uh, you know, and yeah. that's in my queue Well, the best too, thing but... about Final Fantasy games is you, 
generally don't need to play any of the other games to get them. They're very much independent stories. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, you'll have like 10 and 10 2, which are direct sequels to each other. Or uh, 13 has 13, 13 2, and Lightning Returns, a little uh, trilogy. Yeah, that yeah, was always so, something I didn't quite, I never quite understood getting into it, but I was like, always see yeah, Intimidator is like, fuck, do I need to play all of them to understand? Yeah, no. I need to, to play all like 30. No, I, I like playing them all games. because I'm a sicko. <laughs> How many are there? Do you know? It's It's got to be in the 20, 20s at least, right? With all their spinoffs. So there's, so there will be oh, 16 probably. mainline games. 10 has a sequel. So that's 17. 13 has two sequels. So that's 19. Strangers of Paradise, so that's 20. Uh, then you have things like uh, World of Final Fantasy Maxima, uh, Final Fantasy uh, NT, uh, Dissidia NT, I should say. Uh, you could sort of count Kingdom Hearts as yeah. a Final Fantasy spinoff because yeah. uh, Final Fantasy characters are in that. Like, I know, I know which game I'd say I it's probably more closely approaching 30. Jeez. Oh, which one was that? So yeah matt i'll be interested to hear if you've played this it was final fantasy crisis core on the psp it's like a i think oh, yeah. it's like a sequel to yep. the final fantasy 4 or a prequel a prequel to final fantasy people 4. are hoping seven, that's going to be on seven. the uh, the ps classic it was fun yes it was fun I, like i did enjoy it but final fantasy 7 had a huge marketing thing where they had like two different CG movies. Uh, you had Crisis Core. You had a couple different spinoffs earlier on that told like different stories centered around uh, Zach with his black hair. Yeah. Who Final Fantasy VII Remake fully acknowledges as a real person, which is super cool. I, I could have sworn that I, that I saw that pop up in the news recently. And yeah, it's people talking about how if that's not part of the 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 PS plus package, there it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. All right, but I think that's enough discussion around Final Fantasy sixteen right. for. So there, yeah, we should probably move yeah, forward. There's a bunch of stuff um, at uh, for the Sony State of Play. Let's just start off with the uh, the uh, the PSVR two content because I really think besides Final Fantasy, that was really the the real kind of um, centerpiece. For the showcase, that's really what they were aiming to kind of get a lot. I actually out of. think they did a pretty decent job of metering their hand on it. They didn't lean it too much. I think four games was the right uh, discussion point. I think anything else would have started to get a, a bit too much. What for... are they saying that there's going to be like twenty games when it launches? Yes. Yeah, it's yes. a lot. And it looks like it's going to launch first quarter 2023. Seems to be the the target. Still no price point yet, though. Yeah. No. I'm assuming to see something. So like, I'm assuming we're going to get a, a dedicated state of play to the PSVR two later in the year that'll tell us a price and release date. Um, yeah, but yeah. So the the one that I'm probably the only one that I'm probably in, remotely interested in, but like I can't justify paying another five hundred or more dollars. No, that's something that like uh, I'll I'll buy PSVR two, and you could come try it here if you were the uh, I I because I'm a, I am a you know an advocate for the Horizon games. So Horizon Call of the Mountain, I'm, I'm gonna I at least want to try it. Right, um, it looks cool. It does. It does. Like it looks like it's trying to do some different stuff that VR games don't typically do, with like the the pickaxe climbing and stuff like oh, that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like trying to like incorporate more of the the, the actual physical movement. The sure. I mean, um, yeah. The uh, I mean, doing some bow action would be pretty cool. Is would be pretty cool. Oh yeah. With that. That's that's pretty. Uh, 
That seems pretty. And intuitive. remember, these uh, these PSVR two controllers are going to have dual sense level haptics in them, oh, so you're going to get like a resistance pull. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, imagine pulling the trigger back while you're uh, pulling the like the motion back to like knock the arrow and getting the tension on the the, the trigger. The only th- the only thing I have to say though about about these, which actually with the exception of the two Resident Evil ones that were shown, um. I, I actually I, I live streamed this the state of play so anybody you know go yep. check out our uh, our, our Twitch I, I watched the vod after I came back from D yeah, so and got you guys' raw reactions. Yeah, I was I was saying like the so there's the weird bit about how you see that it's just two floating hands. Um, that's just kind of a VR. Yeah, it's a thing. little weird to me, but yeah. I can get past that. But then it just looks visually unimpressive, particularly and it was most it was most noticeable well, with the Horizon one because horizon forbidden west i mean zero dawn was as well yes. for its for when it came out um but you know forbidden west that was its absolute highlight was its visual, how stunning the visuals yeah. were so i will give you one defense of uh showing vr titles is difficult and it was over it was over a live stream so there's a little bit of live stream compression there yeah. i think the vr games will look better in headset than they will on the the screen like that because you'll have the the dual screen and they're uh, a lot closer to your eye, especially for the the pixel density. Okay, so I think that's something that. But, but it's just like um, will the be machines look flat to me. Yes, and I think that's something that with the curvature that the lenses create will fix a little bit. But it's one of those things that like, um, what it, this is difficult in a coronavirus existing world. Sony would benefit really well from like setups that would let people put the the headset on it, like a Best Buy or something like that. So they could see stuff for themselves before they get it, because that's a lot easier of a selling point. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm, I'm interested in that because the, the majority of them, the rest of the ones that were shown are all, I mean, this was, oh, this they, was they absolutely knew what they were doing when they showed uh, Resident yes, Evil 8, by so the there's way. A, there's a... Like, they, they know that the people who want to play that in VR probably are never going to leave Lady Dimitrescu's yes, house. Uh, <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu, mommy, mommy. Uh, do you know how many people are going to walk in on their friends and significant others <laughs> using that headset and looking straight up yeah. because she's, like, 10 feet tall? It's just like you know the question I mean, on anybody's I'll be one mind. Of them. Let's be honest: is is can you is like can you touch? It's like that's like you get they know what they're doing. This is marketed for the sickos. But uh, I would say though the even though I am not a horror uh, genre game and you know including you know, Resident Evil, um, those looked good though. Those looked good. The 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 for the content for Resident Evil Four and the the Resident Evil Four remake and Village both looked good. Um, Resident Evil Four looks really good. yeah. So that was that was like, the first actual showcase. That's was one of the, their better remakes that they've remake, done. Yeah. I, I might even say that might be the best remake they've yeah, done I'm, for. I'm Resident pumped Evil for so the Resident far. Evils. I, that's I'm a I'm a horror. I might be the one horror guy in the group, and uh, that's yeah. good though because we we need balance. And like I'm a fucking coward, man. Yeah. Like I can't play those games. Like I get. I walk around a corner and get jump scared once. I'm like, cool. I just don't go there again. Guess You're that's right. not the spot I'm supposed to. No, go. it's 
Yeah, it's not. It's do, not. Do for you know me. how I play horror games? I find the place that you hide in the closet, <laughs> and like, well, this is my safe place. I end the game. Uh, let's no, turn I was, it I was excited for both of those to be in VR. The, the horror games are what's going to get me to buy a VR headset because I think that's like it's going to be one of the more uh, immersive. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it would literally it's cause li- living in a horror setting. It would literally cause me has... to jump out a window. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it would be the most. I'm interested to see dangerous. how they do it for Resident Evil Four, because Resident Evil Four is very much a third person mm-hmm. game. Uh, so like the third person to VR transition always can can lead to some weird well, things. I told you uh, that, that's like my one of my favorite uh, uh, compilation videos is watching um, Hitman Three VR, which again Hitman Three yeah. is a third person perspective normally, but then going to the going to the you know the vr perspective you know you're sneaking up and trying to assassinate somebody and it's like you just you try to like strangle somebody and ragdoll them (laughs) and it's just it's absolutely hysterical it leads to a lot of funny stuff i will admit that the only thing that i so like the one thing i saw for the vr side that i had like zero interest in was the walking dead game yeah i thought that looked bad no that again i'm not i'm not a walking dead fan like, but those games exactly no. So that one looked bad too. I feel like the Walking Dead games are that's, all that's changed. a sequel though to a game that exists. So clearly, are those even triple A games though? Like I thought all the all the Walking Dead games I've seen, don't none of them look to be triple A. They look like it's just AMC being like, let's capitalize. Well, most of them were like the most of the popular ones were like the Telltale ones. Those were really yes. popular. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think you can call those at most like double A. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I, I would say they're probably double yeah. A studios. Uh but then but then yeah, so the so the last one then was uh a no man's sky port coming to uh which VR. which already has a VR port on PC and I'm pretty sure has a VR port on PSVR one already. So this is just an update for the haptics and the like additional features that VR two brings to PSVR one. Uh I've always wanted to try uh, No Man's Sky. It's one that I've like advocated. I know, but it's the procedural generation for it to me. Just like immediately is a turn off. It's like, oh, there's like uh, three trillion (laughs) planets you could discover. It's like it's like it's supposed to be like, oh, this is a game that you know, you know, like you'll never need to play any other game ever again. But it's like it's not that good. It's just kind of bland. Everything is just again because it's procedural. It's just all some sort of algorithmic variant of the same thing. Yeah, exactly. But I get it. I get it. And a VR experience for something like that, I think, could be could be interesting. Well, yeah, anything that has space exploration has a good like Starfield would probably have a cool VR if it ever is a game. Because uh, like Star Wars Squadron, I was just I was, was just really thinking cool about VR. that. I was just thinking about that because of the the uh, yeah, it's got to have some interesting. The VR stuff's got to have some interesting stuff for you know actually um, ship piloting. So yeah, my mind just yep. went to Squadrons, which was an interesting. That, that's thing. one that uh. I think I own that on PC. So if you guys come up here, I can set the VR up and you can uh, fly around on it. No, a- I'd like I'd like that because it was like interesting. I had it on PS4 and it was like it was interesting. I played it for a little bit and whatever. But like, I definitely think it could be because the whole point, it's supposed to be it's like you're you've got the cockpit view and it's like you're supposed yeah. to be so immersive to that point. I think, yeah, it's it fit well for VR. it running on a PS4 four versus my computer is a huge difference yeah, it's not like it looked bad or anything it looked it looked in performance oh, no, but well. i'm saying like you'll have you'll have a, a very smooth experience sure. absolutely um yeah with your 3090 definitely yeah yeah no that no my mind went to the exact same place though uh but yeah so that was the the 
the rundown for the the VR content. Um, but yeah, so we mentioned the res. This was a really good state of play. Like we haven't even finished yeah, yet. But in like, my opinion, this is up there. Too, this might be one of their too, best ones. He- just for my personal taste, too heavily uh, focused on the horror content, which is again just well, not yeah. My, let's let's talk about that other horror game. Oh, Callisto Protocol. Because I've got some opinions on that one. I think it's really yeah, funny. All right, go off, go off, King. I at first thought it so, was so a, we have the Callisto Protocol. I thought it was a uh, like going to be like a Half Life thing before I realized it was like it was like zombies, yeah. not aliens. Because it, it was it was yeah. orange. Well, it was it's, the, it's or, it was the it was orange jumpsuit. Half Life. It was it was the orange. It, it is like zombie aliens. Think like uh, the Doom movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Excellent. Classic. Um. <laughs> So this is, is the Callisto awesome. Protocol are, are a lot of original visceral devs from original devs who worked on Dead Space 1 and 2. Okay. Um, so this is view, This was supposed to be their like spiritual successor to uh, the Dead Space franchise, which is why it has so much of that like Dead Space vibe to it. And the fun fact about this is they showed this game off, I think, two years ago. And then like it was basically like a middle finger flip to EA over like get like uh, what they did to visceral and when they uh like Doesn't ea love how they love integrated killing them. studios they love it <laughs> yes. they love it yeah so you know this was their like hey like we're gonna make a dead space game and it's gonna be amazing because we're gonna be able to like put our vision into it without you meddling and like trying to monetize it and stuff like that so you know they create this callisto protocol and then a little while later ea was like oh well here's our dead space one remake like we're gonna we're gonna remake dead space one without you like with hookers and blackjack uh and they were the ones who actually hit it first with a release date and they were like dead space one remake january 2023 baby book it and then the callista protocol comes out here because they waited for their opponent to make a mistake and they come out and say guess what it's almost ready. December second, twenty twenty two. We're beating you by a month. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna That's be the awesome. ones who own the discussion about the comparison. We're gonna be the first one that people have their experience with. I gotta admit, I love the I, I love the pettiness. I love the pettiness. You know, I'm all I'm yeah. all for it, particularly when it comes to yeah, giving a middle finger to EA. It looks brutal. Some of the like the kills they showed in. Yeah, it looks sweet. It looks sweet. I'm very excited to play this. And uh, so, like, I'm not a horror game fan, but I am a sci-fi horror game fan. So, like, I'm gonna try to play this. No, it's a pass for me. I'm sorry. I mean, I can appreciate it. I can appreciate it. And again, love the pettiness, but like, no, it's just it's not. Oh no, absolutely not. Not All games are for everyone. Would you change your mind if you knew the main character is uh, voiced by Josh Duhamel? You know, renowned actor. Uh, mm, nah. it doesn't do it for me. That's fine. No, that doesn't, that doesn't do it. Yeah, that, that was, um, they I'm definitely getting heavy on the horror games at the beginning. I mean, yeah, good for him. But I mean, there were still like, uh, what was it, Roller Drome? Oh, that one, that one was definitely a, a, a yes. standout for me. Again, more, more pet, more petty middle fingers to, uh, subpar, subpar studios like Ubisoft or publishers, I should say, like Ubisoft. It just looks like a much yeah. better version of the, the so like Ubisoft, derby. their their roller derby game is like too smooth and shiny. It's no, like it, one of the first things it, I would it, say it about is, it. It is a Fortnite this game aesthetic. Just like pulled all that back. It is a for, it is a cartoony yeah. Fortnite aesthetic. Yeah, and like this game was like, nah, we're going art direction. Yeah, so that's, we're gonna that's, like Tony Hawk with that's, guns. That's Ubisoft uh, roller. Yes, that's exactly what it felt like to me. Tony Hawk with guns. I know. I I know. It's like when when. Uh, 
when uh, when the Ubisoft one came out, um, Andrew like sent it to the ch- to the chat, and um, and it was like you know really need to do a you know a Keanu Re- like a, a version an adaptation of like the Keanu Reeves like Rollerball or was it Rollerball or Murderball? Yeah, is it Rollerball? It's Rollerball. Yes, Rollerball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, abso- absolutely. Like you know, is Keanu even in that movie? No, it's not. It's it, it's yeah. a guy that looks like Keanu. What? It's what? Not, he's not actually he's not actually in it. It's I I I can picture this. I I know I know I've seen this guy and other stuff. Know what he looked like, but it's no, it's not Keanu. But oh yeah, it's Chris Klein. <laughs> but anyways, I always thought it was Keanu. So it's like you know you got your wish. You got your wish, dude. Because that's the thing. Yeah, it's like the the uh, the Ubisoft one is I just did. it's not violent enough. It's you know it's very it's very kid safe, which is just. Which again, if you're going, if you're, yeah, if you're they, going, they for wanted a, their Fortnite. That's literally what they want. Fortnite has guns, you know. Like, come on. Yeah, but Fortnite has Thanos and dancing. <laughs> Pur- purple man, purple mm. man, do the floss. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this looks this looks cool. I like the art style. And again, commit. I'm always supportive of you know committing to a unique art style. It may not be for everybody, There's, but like I no, but like. I definitely looked at this state of play as this. There wasn't any game here aside from maybe Walking Dead, and even Walking Dead has its fans. I think every game here has a target audience who will be happy. Absolutely. Speaking of, uh, it's like speaking I, I of paired speaking this of game being targeted, right to- say being targeted by a game, Matt. Well, what do you what do you think about the uh, the e- the Eternals, <laughs> the the JRPG uh, dating sim one with the tentacle arm? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> First things first, when I watched it and I saw that, yes, I was immediately excited. <laughs> hey man, I gotta I gotta support you know yourself, man, and 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 yeah. and you you're unabashed about it. So absolutely support. I mean, you. so one of the things that I've seen uh post the trailer is um so I sent it uh later on was that the de- developer, it's a smaller team, smaller developer, it's been working on it for a couple years. Uh He's a redditor, so you know obviously <laughs> this game makes perfect sense. Um, he was inspired by Persona, which I'm hoping the inspired by Persona means that when they say dating sim, that it's just like oh, you can like take your party members out, and, like strengthen your bond with your party, and like become a like a better group. I hope that's what they mean, and not like something like Dream Daddy sim dating sim, where you just walk around like taking out the Dream Daddies on dates. Play to- improve team dynamics uh but it like it looks like a pretty interesting little action rpg uh you pointed out there's um quick time combat i bet you more than anything that's just like special attacks or something like that that like you can do like a couple times uh like in combat like build up a meter and like do a quick time combat thing for some big damage let's be real it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world for it um like i don't know if you've got more to say but it it does remind me then of um spider-man which was another release getting you know it's, it's that's a big news, it's, yeah the, the remaster for pc yeah that's huge again sony is just going all in on on uh you know going out for for uh, pc and this is i mean that's a perfect game to do it because that's such a good one but that you know had had quick time combat you know but in, in exactly like you're saying though it's they were spare. They're very sparing about it. It's yeah. it's and it's in the most yeah. cinematic moments in the when we got to the when we got to the low points of quick time events were games that basically turned into a movie with quick time events where you basically oh, God, just sit there and wait that. to hit your button prompts. Yeah. Um, what was uh, I'm trying to but, remember? 
There was one that I played that was really egregious, but I don't remember what game it was. I mean, one of the uh, was it Uncharted Four? The final battle was like the like the boss fight was just all yeah. That's what stuff. was in my mind. One of the Uncharted's. Yeah, yeah that it might was, it, was Uncharted, a, it was Uncharted. It was Uncharted. I did have one of the Uncharted's pop to mind. You have a you have a sword fight, and it's just all quick time events. It was oh, it was a huge yeah. letdown because four was such a good game, um, but then oh my god, the, so good. The, fin- the final boss fight was yeah. just a huge stinker. No, it's yeah. uh, I I mean like pleasantly intrigued. It was like it said PS4 gameplay, and I'm assuming you know smaller dev. It's probably easier to get your hands on a development kit for a PS4 than a PS5. Yeah, this is for Eternites, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I, I was just wrapping it back to that so I could finish that uh, that roundup. Um, like it, it looks interesting enough. Looks kind of generic at the same time, but like if the characters are cool, it'll make it stand out, and like we'll see how it goes. I'm like cautiously optimistic. I want a tentacle arm. Seven out of ten. Can you romance the tentacle arm? I mean, it was. It doesn't have a life of its own. Does it have a life of its own? Yeah. The ultimate stranger. oh that would be like it, that would be like parasite uh that anime where you have a an alien hand um so what uh what were our thoughts on uh on street fighter 6 i like i have not first thought not, immediate first thought banger music sure the, the music got me right into the trailer i'm not even a street fighter fan and i was into it i was like hello again uh yeah um so yeah, that, that was the one that was the one muted. bit yeah, I had to mute it on screen because yeah. I was worried that I was going to get clapped for it. The uh, yeah, I mean, like so, like there's going to be like a. I don't necessarily think it's. We were questioning. Oh, is this like an open world Street Fighter? I don't think it's like that. There's going to be like a hub mechanic. I think it's more like Yakuza. Okay. Okay. And there'll be like a hub yeah. area for like combat, like for multiplayer. They showed, right. which kind of right. gave me some uh, like Dragon Ball Z universe vibes. As we talked about on stream again, it was like the you know. I'm not a huge arcade fighter game uh, game player. I mean, yeah. I like them. I'd I agree. like them in arcades, in actual physical arcades. You know, with the the traditional arcade booth because you know it's a great it's a great thing to do with friends. You know, but yeah, it's one of those. My nostalgia falls more in the 3D fighters. Um, think like your Soul Caliber or your Tekken, uh, where the you can pivot around the arena more. Uh, like those are the games I played growing up, and obviously I've played uh, Smash Brothers. You know, your your party fighters. Yeah. Uh, so I've never really been big on the like combo heavy uh, 2D fighting games, but like again, Street Fighter fans, you know, they are very specific people, and I've heard a lot of good things about uh, what they saw in Street Fighter Six from their perspective, and like they're happy. I will never hate on mm-hmm. a game that you know in, like is fundamentally built around couch co op because as we implemented time and time yeah. again that is just an ever dying uh type of game so i'll, I'll one of the cool it. things that i saw is that they have a, a secondary control mode that's more like a smash brothers uh, where you have like a special button and like a regular attack button and like your direction input uh like takes like does some of the combo for you which is something that they're probably doing cool. to try to draw more crowd into street fighter they're probably looking at this is an opportunity to be like, wow, Smash Brothers sold, I think, 25 million units or something like that. Like, we we want to be a party fighter. We want to have that, like, people, like, come together and they play Street Fighter. We want to be that game. Like, want to bring in some new, new blood. I, mean, I definitely like, uh, I thought it looked, I thought the 
this looked awesome. But I yeah, I agreed with the with both of you on where these games kind of have their purpose of being like just fun for couch co-op and and not much else in my opinion. You know, as long as I have one of those types of games that I could play when I'm with my friends, I don't need more than that. I got Smash. Yeah. I got MK. And like the, the character design like, looked cool. Yeah, they look sweet. Like the, the, the character refreshes were the fun. The visuals are cool. Like I said, the, the second the, the music started playing, I was just vibing. I was like punching the punching bag. I was battle boxing. Yeah. Excellent. So uh yeah, Matt, is the the next thing is the uh the major horizon forbidden west update. Uh, is that gonna get is that gonna you know move that up in your schedule list i've seen really good things from people who've tried it out already on like how much better the visuals are in performance mode they finally fixed the fucking shimmering yep i'm so pissed that i like you know that i played it uh i played it in basically suboptimal i I sunk (laughs) 70 hours into playing it suboptimally yeah but you still enjoyed it sure um i'm i'm definitely excited it's definitely bumped up my list uh i might try to just start into it right away I haven't decided yet. Uh, one of those, like, since you've already streamed it on channel, I'm not going to stream that. That'll be when I stream uh, Strangers of Paradise. I'll just keep that one for yourself. But I think I'm just going to jump right to Forbidden West after Elden Ring and just try to get that in before uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 at the end You'll of the month. You'll absolutely be able to do so because, you know, yeah, it's a long open world game, but it's nowhere near the amount of time that you've put into Elden Ring. Yeah. And because I'll tell you again, I'll tell you again now, it's like you can uh, you can ignore beyond the first area in the daunt. I would say try to do as much as you can in that first area. Yeah. But then once you really get out into the actual West, um, ignore whatever side content it doesn't and, you know, doesn't interest you. Yeah, it's not worth it. But no, that's a that was a nice little treat they threw in there. Always a fan of the like substantial free do you updates. Think, do you think this free update came about because they they got released during Elden Ring and were like, fuck, we got to like do something to bring our name back no. up in a couple months. <laughs> no, unless you read into the fact that they've already done this before and say that they did that because they released at Breath of the Wild and they were doing it the same <laughs> thing for Breath of the Wild. Uh, they did this before okay. already when they added New Game Plus and some other features to Horizon Zero Dawn. Got it. And they did the big free update was immediately followed months later by the big DLC. So I'm assuming you're going to get the same thing where in a couple months, we're going to get a state of play around a DLC launch. And the unfortunate part is it's probably going to be same timing for a DLC. (laughs) (laughs) Man, can't catch a break. Uh, But yeah, I mean, honestly, I've never been a one who does like new game plus kind of stuff. That's never been my, my jam. But uh, they actually had an interesting thing in there where there's new weapons in New Game Plus. There's already so many fucking weapons, you know? Yeah, but you don't get it, man. <laughs> I got to get them all. Well, at least what I got to catch what I, The one bit about that that I can appreciate is that playing it in New Game Plus, you don't have to focus on the bullshit of how many weapons nope, you can just go, how many upgrades. It's like you can, you can actually. You've got your, you know, the loadout that you were used to, and you can, you know, up. Yeah, you just, just upgrade those few, and you're good. Um, and the uh, that's why my new game plus runs in Elden Ring aren't going to be very long because I'm just minimizing my runs to what I need. So I mean, I guess I see it, but like I'll I'll definitely go back for the DLC for, for the DLC. That's for yep. sure. But I'm waiting um, on that. 
just to round out the state of play, since I think we've talked about pretty much everything, um, except we for the two, we had the two, we had the two, uh, yeah, the two indie games, Tunic coming to PS4 and PS5 at the end of September. Yep. Cannot that's exciting. Say, I cannot uh, always good to bring support, games to more people. I, I cannot, you know, sing the praises of Tunic loud enough. I really enjoyed that game. Um, highly, highly recommend. Um, yeah, that's one. Like, I'm probably not going to wait for it to come to PS5. I'm just going to get it on PC yeah, and be, be you know, fine. it's. Because I'm gonna get a Steam Deck. Friends. You know, it hasn't. It's it's not necessarily the most difficult game, but you know, it's definitely not a as it's it's you know friendly little aesthetic. You know, is is you know belies the fact covers of, up a deeper of the of some of the challenge with it. But like the, I know we want to talk about this in in some future episodes. But like one thing is, I loved the atmosphere and the particularly that that was provided by the the score by the music yeah i mean even the trailer they showed kind of encompasses that you've got some really nice music in that yeah, trailer i i really really enjoyed tunic um highly recommend but then and then season yeah, season a letter to the future um so my question is is that a port or is that a new game i don't know yeah i'm not sure I, all i can tell you is i don't even, I don't even remember from my one. perspective it's a very it's the one where it's a very it's a cel-shaded world riding on a bike taking pictures yeah. uh very, very artistic very um like i bet you it won't be very long like it's definitely something again it m- might not be perfectly for me but like i know my roommate's really excited about it like there there are games that are like just targeting different people and it's uh definitely got a cool aesthetic going for it uh cell shaded worlds are always beautiful yeah it looks gorgeous it absolutely yeah the, gorgeous. that that one did have cool and I'm actually not normally a fan of cell shading. I'm not. I'm, I'm not honestly a huge fan of cell shading in, in a lot of in a lot of content. But I thought this looked. Gorgeous. I think Breath of the Wild innovated the cell shading world for people in a way where, like, if you have a big flowing field of cell shaded grass, yeah, like, ooh. But this looked intent. Very, yeah, very intentional, and just it, like the, yeah, the world looked really good. Um, and you know, like the, obviously, if the gameplay is going to be a lot of things of like taking pictures and recording and doing that stuff, it's it's essentially a, a, a game, a game like, about like uh, photo mode. You know, it's got to look yeah. good. It's got to look really good. So, I think that's I think that's definitely a, a an unqualified success there. So yeah, I'm I'm just not sure in terms of the, yeah the actual gameplay if it's something that could actually keep me interested. But uh, oh, we forgot about Stray. No, that so I was waiting for that Stray. one for the end. That's probably yeah, the one yeah. I'm most excited about. Um, and the and the yeah. and to what was to me the the Matt, you explained it later on that you know it's a bit of confusion on my part. Um, yes. that like I was it's, astounded it's, that they're that they announced that it's going to be a, like a day one launch on the top two tiers of PS Plus. But yeah, with because they yeah. had said yeah, no new first party studio. They, they had said no day and date. Uh, what they really mean by that is no day and date AAA games. Uh, okay. uh, Stray is definitely uh, an indie developed uh, game. It was uh, originally a tech demo for UE4 with a walking cat. Mm. Um, it's one of those like it's uh, the second highest selling game on Steam right now. Uh, $30. It's actually on sale for 20. I think it's 26 four bucks off. Mm. Um, like I'm definitely really intrigued by this game. I really like the aesthetic of the cyberpunk world. I think exploring as a cat could be really cool. Lots, so much, so cool... much like movement and traversal opportunities from from playing as a cat. Yes, yeah. and you're wearing a backpack yeah, with and, a cat with and a you got a little and drone cute. talks for you. Yeah, but it's not gonna be. But it's not gonna be just cute. You know, there's there's some mystery. Yeah, there's agreed. some there's things underlying. So I that think the world, cool yeah. thing for me. And like I've, 
I'll be the first one to admit, I be, like I don't like streaming services all that much. I'm obviously going to try the Sony one out because I'm ingrained in that infrastructure already. Um, I am intrigued and I will definitely try it on the subscription service first because like, why wouldn't I, if it's going to be part of something I'll already mm-hmm. be paying for, but it's going to be one of those games that if I like it, I'm going to buy it on PC immediately and like give them the money that way. Uh, because it'll be nice yeah, to like, that's to definitely seems like a Steam Deck yeah, game to, to me. Them, yeah. As well. Um, yeah. No, like I could imagine like sitting out on like a, like a nice day on my porch and just playing, you know, catwalk simulator. <laughs> I mean, the story, the story seems to be pretty cool too. It's like you, the cat's been transported and you're trying, trying to get back to your family, man. In a world without, basically without people. Yeah, without people. It's all robots. Robots. I'm absolutely there. I, you know, I'm, I'm there day one. I've been excited about this game since they showed it last year. Me too. Year. Me too. It has definitely been on my radar. I am very excited about this one. Um, yeah, just uh, a, a really cool concept. You know, you can't say that so often that, you know, because, I mean, we're in, we're in yeah. uh, the, you know, culture <laughs> of, of, of established IP, yeah. you know, um, hence the Final Fantasy 16. Um, but, but, but uh, you know, it's not every day that you come across something that is truly you know, innovative and new and, you know, looks exciting because of that. So I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I'm definitely there. Holy. Right, yeah. So that, that was uh you know, we, there was a lot to get through in just from a, a 30 minute. Um, yeah. A, th- a 30 minutes at a play. I think it, it was, was very, it, it was very densely packed. Yeah. And, and we commented on stream, a lot of like, talking. Yeah. There was not really any bit of the, de- the developer, like, Oh, what you just saw was, was this. And here, let's talk about it for another 20 minutes. It was like, yeah, maybe you got those for the horizon guy. You got it for um, yeah, final fantasy, fantasy 16 did a little intro. But, but that was like a so 30 quick. second thing. And it's just like, and it was just like, here, let's get to the game. It was let's basically like, Hey, here's the trailer. And guess what? We're like open to media questions now, which, I, I really appreciate I don't like when they do their 20 minute follow up like additional pitches. It's just like this is pointless. I don't mind that if that's what the game like if the entire state of play is say dedicated sure. to like God Fine, of War. Fair enough. Like if they're going to show me 20 minutes of God of War and then like 15 minutes of like talking about the footage. I'm fine with that. I But like then it better be the only focal. Point. Yeah, I'll sure. agree. With I don't you need there. I don't need a 10 minute focal point discussion after of 30 games oh the last the last thing i'll say about the state of play is people who are expecting god of war stuff morons rubes marks you know like <laughs> absolute absolute foolishness people god of com- war will get its own yeah people were complaining so, about that but re- remember how horizon forbidden west got its own state of play yeah yeah god of war is going to get its own state of play yeah, absolutely yeah. it's too big it's too big of a property or it's announced at summer game fest as a big hitter uh individually yeah that could be it too. So speaking, yeah, speaking of Summer Games Fest, that is again, well, uh, it truly, the the actual uh, name branded Summer Games Fest kicks off um, Thursday the 9th, which will be the day after this episode here comes out. Um, so we, we will of course be talking about that in our in our next episode, um, as well as you know everything else that's that will be ongoing. Because again, this is. This is what the next like month month and a half is going to be like. Isn't that the um, day before this episode comes out? Did I say the day after? Yeah, <laughs> I meant to. I meant to say that. Say that the episode comes out the day after. Yeah, that, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. That Summer goes. Games Fest comes comes out. So, uh, but yeah. So what we got now though is 
it's not a complete list, but it was a, uh, we've got, a, a, you know, official confirmation of a bunch of official partners and presenters. I'm not going to go of people there. Yeah. I'm not going to go through and, and list them all no Ubisoft. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that, but that's, that's one let's, yeah, let's kick it off with there. It's definitely worth mentioning that Ubisoft has, uh, has, you know, quote unquote, quietly taken a step back and saying like, yeah, we will not be participating in this, this month long, uh, bit of every other major studio and publisher talking about their games because we got fucking nothing <laughs> i i said it in the group chat i think ubisoft is in a really bad place right now yeah so like, i think they're a lot worse off than they're letting people know yeah it's connect, connecting that to the the recent it was like a it was a rumor for all of like 12 hours but um basically every, the internet went up in it, a was, storm. it started out as a rumor that prince of persia was shuttered completely and it was not shuttered completely. They, the retail stores were basically just told it's been indefinitely delayed again. So, like, you should probably start repealing pre-orders because we don't know when this game is coming. Yeah, you'll just get people really fucking mad. Um, but, yes, yeah, so people are like, oh, my God, it's 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 canceled completely, which was Which astounding. it still could be. It still could yeah. be. But, like, I mean, it is truly in development hell. But, like, uh, uh, it's just astounding to me because no company would ever admit to something like that. You know, it's only you'd only ever get the it's delayed indefinitely and hopefully people forget about it when we never so hear. I bet from you it when they showed that original footage, yeah. they were expecting people to be like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And like oh, rip roaring and like clapping like it's Morbin time. Morbin fucking um, hated it. And when they didn't get that reception, they were like, oh, no, we actually have to like work on this. <laughs> and like do what? Yeah, we not we we can't just put out our you know our every year copy and paste of the same fucking. We, we just Creed went to and... the original game file, hit upres, said uh, zoom and enhance. Zoom. Computer, computer, enhance, enhance. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's funny to me for sure. But uh, yeah, anything that you guys are are truly expecting to see from from these partners before we before before we get that though, I do think it's funny that one of the. Uh, confirmed partners and presenters is netflix they're 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 netflix they're they're, pla- they're planning their flag man they're say yeah we're doing games it's gonna happen sure yeah okay um, i think the one that i'm excited for and this is just on like a, a literal hot literal aspect is a uh, devolver digital yes everything devolver that devolver digital every- putting out has been has looked, looked fire to me well, not just that, but Devolver Digital, when they do their summer events, they usually make fun of the gaming uh, sphere in a way. So like this year they're doing, uh, they like did their whole setup and they're like, you know, come check out the countdown, countdown, like <laughs> really focusing on the countdown, making fun of EA uh, did a presentation last year that was just like countdown after countdown to every game that they were de- delivering. And they're like uh, hosted by Mecha Suda 5-1. So I'm interested to see if Suda 5-1 is showing up in a mech suit or if it means he's an android. Um, but there, there's some people saying like expect a lot of jokes about NFTs in this presentation. A lot of jokes about developers like investing in blockchain. Nice. Shit on them. Yes, like the Devolver Digital likes to make fun of the gaming industry for the stupid things it does. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am uh yeah i'm looking forward to, to any, anything that they've been putting out i've yeah recently been playing um card shark card shark which is again a great uh, a really cool uh aesthetic game and it's just I'm, I'm i'm only like an hour or two in but really enjoying it so far uh but yeah everything i've played from devolver 
you know, published by Devolver over the past year or so has been, you know, uh, you know, constant hits, you know, in my opinion, nothing, no misses, like, you know, literally well, don't, miss. they never miss. Uh, like I've been, I've been, uh, you know, I don't like to sing the praises of any cor- any company, even, uh, you know, a smaller indie one, but like, um, you know, they're, uh, they're doing good stuff over there. So I have, um, before we shift topics, I have one prediction hot take that I'm going to throw out here. Oh, and I'm basing, I'm basing this off history and patterns. Um, cause Nintendo hasn't announced anything yet. I think we're going to get a Nintendo direct in a week or two. Yeah. I think because... I've seen something that they're, they're, you know, they're not, you know, they're not going to miss out. Yeah. Um... Because a, we only know about games up to a certain release date this year for them. And it would be good for them to continue to, you know, add additional timeframes to stuff. But if you look at history, they announced, um, a trailer for Pokemon sword and shield separate and then two weeks later did a Nintendo Direct. And they typically do that with Pokemon games because they want them to be self-contained by themselves so that when they show a Nintendo Direct, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I just waited until Pokemon was shown and I stopped watching. Or, uh, <laughs> all right. But all right. All right. Let's, let's, since you bring it up, we got to talk about um, quickly. I don't think we, we have to talk a whole lot about no, Pokemon. Well, we, don't even have our, we don't have our Pokemon experts. So uh, what? Yeah. So what's the point? But like, you know, people are, are uh, understandably already super horny for the new professors, Seda and, and Turo. Uh, yeah. Turo, the internet is Tur- always horny. Yeah. Turo is dead. Turo is daddy confirmed. Um, my favorites have been, they've, they've been doing, it's like basically they, they, they modeled him after like the, the classic, like, you know, Chad meme, <laughs> uh, like the, the, you know, the, the, the super muscled Chad guy, like the, you know, av- yeah. av- average, uh, yeah, av- average uh, Turo enjoyer is. Yeah, I have a, I have a fun fact about the two professors and it might be, it's not even that like really like crazy, uh, but their names are based on. So Sada is Posada, which is Japanese for past. And Turo is Futuro, mm, which future, is Japanese yeah. for future. Cool. I thought, I thought, I thought you're about to go. It's like, Oh, it's, it's like, Oh, Nintendo's getting into Posadism. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, and like conversely, one of the legendaries looks ancient. One of them is like got jet feet. Yeah, it's got like yeah, jet, jet engines and cool. But um, again, let's not kid kid ourselves. It's all about Lechonk premises. Lechonk Lechonk supremacy all day. Uh, they knew what they were doing. Absolutely. And I, I I subscribe to the idea that if his name wasn't Lechonk, <laughs> no one would give a fuck. No. If his name was like Hoglet or something Hoglet. like that. No, it, it's absolutely the an intentional. You know, they're they're hopping on the meme train. You know, again, what else are you gonna do? But you know, well, yeah, because I mean, they didn't just have Lechonk; they had Smoliv, which is a small olive. <laughs> but they've always done really funny. I name like stuff. That I one. mean, like you, the cl- the classic one, you know, is you know Ekans, you know, snake backwards. Yeah, snake, snake yes, backwards. Ekans is great. Or Arbok, Cobra, Cobra oh, yeah, backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're all, they've always do good good stuff like that. But you know, I'm I have not. I have not purchased a, a Pokemon game since the last time I had, since I had my, my 3d or no, I just had a regular DS, yeah. not the 3ds. Yeah. Um, but you know, there, this looks like there's going to be multiple or multiplayer co-op and, you know, that's uh, the thing that, intri- so there are things that intrigue me about this. It's the multiplayer co-op, which might mean you don't like, if you want to experience both games, you only need one and just a friend with the other and you can play both games together. Um, that, and the 
like they keep saying open world and they're going to keep saying it that way and keep telling me I can play out of order. I'm interested to see what a Pokemon game looks like that. Uh, I think Game Freak is riding really high right now. Pokemon has been really big for them. You know, uh, Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond sold really well. Arceus sold really well and they're releasing another Pokemon game in the same year. I think they're, uh, they're pouncing on the opportunity for some big sales, uh, some cool stuff. Toby Fox is, you know, yet again, working with Game Freak on music. Love me some Toby Fox. It's interesting. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So we'll, but we'll get back more into that when we can actually have our, our, our yeah, we, need, Pokemon yeah, we need Mike here for Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so just going back quickly to the, the actual uh, branded summer games fest presentation, there are a few things that I am interested in. Um, I'd say the one that I'm most uh, well. So, so uh, 2K actually has some interesting stuff. Potentially, uh, potentially a, a Bioshock um, continuation. The some we might get some stuff on the Mafia, the new Mafia game. Yeah, we love some. We love some uh, Freedophobia here. Oh, yeah, campaign comrades. Apparently Obsidian has something for the yeah. Xbox Bethesda showcase. Yeah, we and think it's not avowed. I mean, there's a, there's a chance that it's gonna there's gonna be avowed content. We I kind of would hope so, but yeah. Well, that the, uh, uh, Jeff Grubb had uh, commented that the thing they're excited to show is not avowed. Yeah, it could still have something there, but what they're looking forward to is different. So, and then the other one I have is, do you think that uh, Capcom is actually going to show us something about the Pragmata game? I mean, I feel like Capcom already blew their load. I feel like Capcom already did their, you know, Street, Street Fighter, Fighter yeah. and Resident Evil. And yeah, they're, they're both those. It's like, if anything, it'll be like another Monster Hunter game or something like that. And people are, I mean, there's so much that's like unclear about what Pragmata is. And like it's been in such a weird development cycle that you know it would be cool to drop something there. I think that would definitely captivate. Some oh people, no, absolutely. That's one I'm I'm most as that I'm kind of most looking for. Like right, like you know would be really impressed to see. Um, but yeah, then there's you know the classic stuff. You know Activision Boo, which is going to be Call yeah. of Duty. You know Overwatch Two and Diablo Four, which sure I'm maybe more interested in that. But uh, yeah, we'll get to Di- the the Diablo Madness in a little bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I do want to talk about that. I'm glad to see that Amazon is not on this list. Yes, agreed. That that um, did make yeah. me happy. But yeah, but Netflix and what was the other one? Samsung Gaming Hub. Yeah, it's just like what are the? It's just it's literally the what are those meme. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a bunch here. It's there's going to be a lot. So that's that's going to be. We may even have to like break that ep- an episode just into what happens at Summer Game yeah. Fest, not even considering the the other showcases as well. So we'll see. As that really is, you know, that's. Because I a basically double campaign comrades release. Just like I, t- I titled, I titled, you know, the top of our show notes today. It's like that. Not E three has officially begun. Because let's face it, folks. <laughs> yeah. E three, E three is dead. It's been, it's been taken behind the the barn and shot yeah. in the head. Execution style. All right. Um, now we have Summer Game MP. Fest, which is E three with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. So this this bit of news was. I'm one super surprised that I somehow missed it um, because I am pretty tied into, you know, the, the tabletop sphere and it's all, it's adjacent stuff. But um, 
uh, Games Workshop and Warhammer had their own uh, showcase as well. Their their uh, their uh, Warhammer Skulls showcase. But I just have here, 40k frogs are eating good, man. There, yeah. Things are lo- things are looking great for in terms of 40k. A games. lot of content. I am 40k is all on sale on Steam right now. I was looking what, all of them. I mean, there. So the one that I'm um, there's uh, fuck, which one is the one that I'm um, well, I guess I don't have it here. They did have stuff for there's the the strat the turn based strategy one. Um, fuck, which is it? Uh, let me let me open my Steam wish list because i put it on i do um that, that that one's just an update that one's been out for a little while um uh, battle sector battle sector. Battle that sector. one that one they're just putting uh that's just new content like new factions and stuff but it's the new games that i'm super excited about like um the one i'm most most uh highly anticipating now is the the real kind of classic crpg um Warhammer 40,000 Rogue Trader that's being done by Owlcat Studios, which are the people behind the Pathfinder CRPGs, which cool. I have played and, and really enjoyed. So it is, I know, Andrew, you don't necessarily love uh, isometric, yeah. right now, but um, it is, it will be an isometric view, but it's like a, a you know, we have not really seen a, a true traditional RPG from in the 40K universe. And it is just ripe for, for that for that kind of game and i'm i'm again that's one i'm there day one i know alcap uh does good stuff i am uh really looking forward to that it's you know it's maybe not the most you know it's you don't get things like you know super high visual fidelity and whatnot but like again give me give me some actual good role playing and uh you know some some good character work and and i'm fucking there i love how warhammer titles are uh you know very very obvious there's no there's no subtlety to them like warhammer skulls like it's it's always i always appreciate mm, yeah. that no absolutely you know what they're about. um warhammer vermin yeah. uh but yeah so yeah they're yeah, they have some stuff for vermintide um but this the people who were who are behind vermintide which is like the uh, warhammer fantasy um game um the there was a new trailer for warhammer dark tide which is a four-person co-op. Um, you know, be sure to look, uh, be on the lookout for some uh, campaign comrades co-op when this when this game comes out Definitely. in September. You know, I'm already I'm already calling dibs on playing the Ogren, the, Ogren. Uh, the big the big guy. Yeah. I'm already calling dibs on that, but uh, you know that'll be that'll be fun for us um, when it comes out. Um, let's see. There's also this is the one that I'm probably least uh impressed by is the digital card game um warhammer 40k warp forge it's essentially a magic clone you know it's a magic or uh you know Yu-Gi-Oh clone uh, you know the master duel clone it's uh yeah maybe i'll check it out if it's cheap um or free i'll check it out but uh yeah not too not too uh interested in that one but then so this one is probably the coolest in terms of the what they're going for it the the retro first person shooter uh warhammer bolt gun heavily inspired you know by classic doom using pixel art and you know its fair share of that lovely lovely ultraviolence <laughs> um but they they even like in the marketing material it's like they're like the poster it's like in like a kind of a cool font scrawl it's it's uh you know warhammer bolt gun but it's on a floppy disk amazing 
it's like shown on a floppy disk. So, and I've actually all been. All I want is Norwegian death metal while I'm playing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I've been I've been playing a little bit more of classic Doom, which obviously still holds up, still is super fun to play. Um, so I'm I'm interested in that one. I'll I'll check it out. Um, oh, they've got a 2D action platformer um that's got to be something it's got to be orc related coming out in october it's it's shooters blood and teeth cool that's got to be that's got to be orc related so anything orc related i'm there i love 40k orcs um and then in terms of actual gameplay stuff they showed a new look at blood bowl 3 with some new factions that game is you know back in beta unclear about when that's eventually going to be coming out but that's another I, like I've been trying to get into Blood Bowl, the actual tabletop game. So this, you know, can at least, you know, be so it's because it is really, truly it's just a digital version of the tabletop game. Yeah, okay. It's not just it's not like an adaptation. It's really just moving the same thing to to tabletop. So or to to uh, to digital. digital. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then the this was we didn't really get much new. Like someone like broke down the trailer and it was like maybe you got like. 20 seconds of actual new footage but it was mostly behind the scenes look at space marine 2 um i am highly anticipating this one i played um you know i got the anniversary edition and played that played the original one recently you know because it was I was say i just i just bought the anniversary edition yeah it was also on sale on steam at time of recording yeah it was basically before my before my time really when it when it first came out um at least when my when my parents would have allowed me to if they would not have allowed me to play it at that time, <laughs> um, but uh, I am super excited for for the sequel. I will. I'm 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 putting it here now. You can you you the audience at home are gonna hold me to it. Uh, before the the sequel comes out, I'm gonna do a marathon stream. And I'm gonna play all of the original of the first one in one sitting because it's like a six seven hour game. You know, it's it's doable nice. in one sitting. I'm I'm gonna marathon it, and we're gonna have see maybe we can have guests have the have the guys come in and and com and commentate. Yeah, that sounds all awesome. Of stuff, but that's that's the plan there. But I, I'm I'm like I said, 40k frogs. We're eating good, folks. Are you fighting the nids in Space Marine? Yes, yeah. it is Tyranids this time. It was uh, in uh, the first one. It's orcs and then um, chaos. Nice, but yeah, this is Tyranids. Are the you know, you're you're fighting the you're fighting the swarm, man. The uh, fighting the hive mind. Uh, Andrew's am... gonna throw the game intentionally. <laughs> yeah, biased, let me biased. let me play as the nids. He's biased here, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're you know we're getting almost almost to the time, um, but we still got a little bit more to to go through. Yeah, I think we can, it's, this this can be a slightly longer episode. Yeah, there's a lot of talk. We're actually we're still we're still within within our margin, um, but uh, we we already talked about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, so these weren't necessarily things that were any part of any uh, particular. No, just stuff that's been shown focus, this week. But like, yeah, things are just coming out hot. Like you know, uh, you know, the the drip is just increasing. You uh, were about to say hot. And we're about to talk about Sonic, so maybe I mean, you don't you can, maybe choose. I, a I was going to say hot and loose, so like that that <laughs> that definitely qualifies for the Sonic one. But we got for, let's go kind of in order of how we got them. Um, the Jedi Fallen Order sequel got a got a name and trailer. Jedi Survivor, um, not really 
clear what's happening in terms of plot other than that it's there's a significant time jump skip from the first one there's uh, a theory that it's going to tie into the obi-wan show and make cal kestis canon interesting well it's like people are talking about like that that the actor is going to make an appearance in the obi-wan show because it all is happening at the same time it's like the the exact same time frame um which let's be here let's be clear folks um you know the obi-wan show has been less than impressive yeah um swing and a miss <laughs> to say the but, least but uh um yeah i mean i'm interested i i, I have to admit i never finished fallen order i got frustrated i've, with see, I've like watched like bits and pieces i've never played myself it's one of those like i own it i bought it real cheap on a sale one time i beat it like i'll probably i'll probably play it when the sequel's like ready to come out yeah, I no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to replay it. I'll definitely play the sequel. I, I beat I beat Fallen Order. I enjoyed it. Thought I thought it was a fu- pretty fun game. So I didn't like all the I didn't like that you had to fight all the creatures. I didn't like all I didn't like that element of it. That's fair. I want to fight I want to fight uh you know stormtroopers yeah, I and, do. I, and other force users and I want to like fight that. space Nazis. Yeah, it's yeah. not I'm not here to I'm not here to kill the local flora. Just, just, just to you know. create an ecological disaster on every planet you visit. <laughs> yeah, I am not a fan of that of that element of it for sure. And the I found some of the puzzles frustrating. No, it wasn't um, it wasn't like amazing, but I I enjoyed it enough. I, the combat, you know, so the force, I thought the force powers were pretty cool. I thought that, yeah. like, to be honest, that's what I liked. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to try to replay it. Maybe I'll stream some of that because I got the PS5 upgrade for it. So I will, I will uh, definitely, I was interested to give it a shot just in that, in that regard. Um, but, uh, okay, the last little quick thing let's do before we, we maybe spend a little bit more time on um the bewildering bits we've seen from from sonic frontiers is dragon age 4 got a title dragon age Dreadwolf. i forget who it was it might have been imram khan on on twitter um you know it was basically it's like uh the logo it's like you mean very, don it's like a very a very bisexual font and let's be clear i'm here for it <laughs> yo do you read the stuff for the the launch it was some like Felt like edgy teenager fan fiction at certain uh, point. Like, Dreadwolf could be an elder god, or he could just be a dude. <laughs> could just be a guy being a dude. Uh, yeah. Either way, I'm interested. Um, I've got yeah. I've got the series on Steam. I need to make my yep. way through it, but it, it's that's it's so much content. It's so much. I mean, I'm I'm here for it just based on the fact that they've included the dragon and wolf in the title. <laughs> like, yeah, they. <laughs> They just need to mix in a tiger and they'll like they'll have everything. Dragon um, Age, Dread Wolf, Tigerland DLC. <laughs> uh yeah, so that I mean yeah, I didn't see much really beyond yet the title which is like okay. No, because it's really just a, an announcement of the title and like a brief paragraph about the the main antagonist. Yeah, we might get something more going forward, so stay tuned. Um but yeah, okay. Let's uh let's get into the to to Sonic folks um yeah matt cracking his knuckles uh that we've we've got now two trailers we've got like just like a a world trailer and then a a more focused combat trailer um uh i'd say the combat trailer let's all let's be generous here i thought the combat of the in in that trailer looked interesting 
I like said in the in the group chat, it looks cool. Some like cool uh, combos and, you know, some using using, uh, you know, your fast powers to, you know, do some kind of interesting stuff. But so there's the world, man. The world looks dog shit. Why? So the combat trailer. I had some issues with the combat trailer. Um, the first thing that stood out to me is when he gets hit, the ring jumping out of him animation. There's something wrong with that animation. It doesn't work. Uh, they need to rebake that one and come up with something that looks better. Yeah, that's classic. It's like very disjointed from the reality of what's going on. Um, I didn't, like like you said, the the combos and stuff looked interesting. There's some weirdness going on when he would like do like the like dashing, like back and forth attack. Like the yeah. camera doesn't seem to flow right yeah, with that. Yeah, it's very yeah, jarring. Yeah. Um, it's like they, they said something about the idea that like they don't have any more of those like one hit kill enemies that like previous Sonic games had that you would use as like speed boosts essentially to like bounce through like the air to get to stuff. Uh, so that's kind of uh, like goes away from that Sonic formula in a way. Like I'm not going to knock them for trying to do something different. But what I am going to knock them for is presenting me a game with a big empty so grass filled open world that all the music is just this light piano tune that literally looks like they like played breath of the wild. And they're like, people like the music. Okay. Piano done. They're like, people like the, the loads of simple puzzles. And they're like, we'll add like a bunch of open world, like little tiny puzzles done. Um, it like, it just feels so kind of like shameless with a lot of the stuff that they did. Like, I, I've been calling this game Xenoblade Sonicles because <laughs> because like that's the type of open world design that they've gone for is like they they did looked at the Gormati field in Xenoblade Chronicles like we're gonna make that we're gonna just copy that and uh, like paste Sonic in running around but nothing looks like it belongs you know you've nope. got like you've got like the you know a kind of a a, a natural world that itself looks pretty good like Bro, it on, looks like someone built a an unreal engine 5 demo like room and then just dropped sonic into it yeah and it's like all the, it's the all of these the weird towers and the the grind rails and all that stuff that you know the all the different traversal stuff and the, and yeah and the combat stuff it just looks like it doesn't belong it just it like the stuff that is there and let's be clear it looks like there's like barely anything it's like you're running around in this open world and like where are the, I think the you thing know, that really doesn't help the emptiness i pointed it out on the first trailer is there's ridiculous pop-in in this yeah. game so far that they've showed and it's like that that's the thing that hurts when you're looking out in the distance and you don't see any of the assets loaded in so it literally just looks like a big open grass field and then you get like 50 feet away from it and all of a sudden rails start appearing and like like it starts to populate with uh like spring bumps and stuff like that the thing that like my feel on this game is like it just all it the the first you know 30 to 45 seconds of both trailers had me somewhat excited and then by the minute 30 mark i was like i've seen the same thing just four different times now this feels repetitive and like you know it'll be fun for 15 minutes and then it's just going to be the same thing over and over again so one of the big complaints i have is like this is this is not a journalist playing the game. This is the game developers themselves. This is their marketing yeah. footage. They decided this is what they want the game to be shown to people looking like. 
And it looked like the guy playing the game was fighting the controls a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of like mis inputs and like stuff like that. So many. Uh, like when he was trying inputs. to run up the big creature's leg and kept messing yeah. up. Like yeah, it looked yeah, like yeah, he was yeah. really fighting the controls. I was like maybe giving it a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. It's like, oh, it's showing that it's not super easy, that there's challenge to it, that like there's like it's like, no, it looks like he's just fucking up. Yeah. It just look like yeah. No, I but definitely I also, I definitely had some times where I was like, this this person is struggling to play the game their own game yeah (laughs) yeah so like that's something that like the gotham knights trailer had in it in my opinion like it looked like the guy playing the game was like either intentionally trying to show stuff off in a way that didn't work for like how the gameplay would actually be like he was like he's flipping around the arena he is an acrobat like unnecessarily like jumping to like make sure like it was very like flippy and acrobatic it felt like here they were like oh like show the combos show like the dash attacks and, like, the guy just showing the gameplay didn't seem to have a good grasp of it. He kept, like, attacking the enemy with its, like, shield up, knowing that it wasn't doing anything. And, ugh. I mean, I, I, think, I think your your point really stands the, the most. And this is really how it feels. Like, that, yeah, this was just, like, a, a blank world that has been, like, with all these random, truly random assets that assets. Have just random. has been dropped in just for so so uh the developers can test out the physics you know this looks like a (laughs) test this looks like a test platform you know this does not look like a finished or polished product in any way and it just absolutely not really really fucking weird um i just can't believe like again how blatantly they've just copied breath of the wild with the music and some of like the mechanics for the puzzles yeah, and like the, the art style. They're just asking for the comparisons to be made. And it's like, this was something I was saying. It's like breath of the wild has these kind of uh, neo futuristic elements to it as well. Like a, like a fantasy sci-fi. Yeah, Cause it, it's like a thousand years in the future of any other Zelda game. But, but it has, it has an overall unifying aesthetic. Everything that's yep. there looks like it belongs. It looks like a cohesive world. It makes what, sense. You don't, you don't like uh, an ancient stone pillar with uh, like ancient alien glyphs on it sticking out just surrounded by sonic rings and Rails. spring platforms? <laughs> but it's like, like saying in Breath of the Wild, you have like what you just kind of said. You had a tower with alien glyphs but like the tower was made of a stone that looked like it was, yeah, it was a natural in. part of the world not just not just like oh it's just this random weird metal construction in the middle of a otherwise completely just natural setting yeah so i've been calling the game xenoblade sonicles and the full title is actually xenoblade sonicles of the colossus wild <laughs> yeah there because go. they're just like <laughs> blatantly like stealing exactly shadow of the colossus breath of the wild and xenoblade that's exactly eesh, what it is. Eesh, eesh. all right so we've been shitting on this for for I that's going to be the title of the show by the way <laughs> xenoblade sonicles Xeno- yeah, yeah that, 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 that yeah we're actually going to stick with it this time because that one's good um that one's really good um so the last thing we'll say, and I don't know anything about it because I have not played. I, I'm yes. not going to play any Yes, it, I want to talk about uh, this a minute. Diablo Immortals released on mobile and, you know, the PC beta. Um, it is absolutely filled with microtransactions. And the one that stuck out to me is some weird facial recognition software that's involved as well. <laughs> but Matt, you sent us, before we recorded, I didn't have enough time to watch it, but you sent us this uh, a YouTube video. What what was it saying? What's the, what's the deal? The, the basic gist was that if you don't log in in a certain time frame, your purchases disappear. Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're kidding me. Criminal. 
criminal straight to jail how is that not well that's uh, like actually there are legitimately a lot uh what's it like the netherlands banned this game yes yes no so it's banned it's banned in belgium and the netherlands because it violates loot box and in-game yeah so there's here's the thing so there's been a lot of articles that like have been like you know this game has a lot of of shit that wants yeah, you to. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not that but bad. It's still play, you could still play it without having to spend. They're money. like, it's not. It, it's 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 not free to play. Almost. Almost. Or, or sorry, it's it's not it's not pay to win. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Almost. So well, now today a new a new article on Forbes I saw this morning as I was getting prepared. It is pay to win. Pay, totally pay to win. It, it talks about the end game. Ready for this? In the end game, this is this is amazing. In the end game. You need uh, these five out of five star, uh, you know, shields or crests or whatever. These legendary crests. That's what they are. Five star gems. The the drop rate on those, 0.05%. And It makes me feel so and, bad. Wait, it gets better. It gets better. Then they do give you a pity system. So every 50 of these legendary crests you are guaranteed one of those five out of five stars they're selling bundles for a hundred dollars of 45 crests <laughs> so you can't even guarantee oh my one of them god a hundred dollar oh my god oh dude straight to jail straight to jail blizzard <laughs> blizzard needs to shutter immediately i was gonna say as someone who's farmed Something with that low of a drop rate in a game that didn't have microtransactions for it, uh, that Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and it's like a 100% optional thing that I'm just a pain pig for and did anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh, that that 0.05% drop rate does not mean that if you go 200 times, you'll get it eventually. Yeah. That means every single time you go for one, you have a 96 or a 99.5% chance of not getting it. And like, that's the thing that a lot of people don't get with percentages. Sometimes it's not like, Oh, if I just buy 200, it'll be good. It's like, nope. no, no nope. friend. That's not how probability works. I, I'm pretty sure my Xenoblade Chronicles two output ended up being like 700 something core crystals that I went through before I got Cosmop. Wow. Oh boy. But yeah. So just truly, truly criminal. And, the, and this is the only way you can actually get, like you can only do the complete end game stuff by getting these five out of five starred gems so like truly it truly is paid to win and even then even then you like someone you're, you're someone, not guaranteed someone, yeah. yeah someone apparently did some math uh this is based on the article i didn't i didn't check the math but it was like uh essentially uh fifty thousand dollars you could potentially spend on these crests and still not actually have a full like complete build where you have everything maxed out <laughs> that's like, crazy you know, pe people who people who who like uh you know the executives who ordered these things and the developers who make them should feel ashamed and i'm not one to usually to again like i, I never want to like you know criticize workers but it's like at that point, you have like a moral obligation to say, fuck you. Yeah. You know, that's just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, here we go. Final bill. Like I can't. At 40 to 100 grand of gem hunting currency to max everything out. You could do it if you if you had terrible luck. And they want that. They want that. They want someone yeah. to spend yeah. that much money. <laughs> like, I just can't believe how much, like, I mean, I can because it's Blizzard and <laughs> yeah. like I am now separated from the fact that Blizzard is not the gaming company that they used to oh, be. No. 
and all of that jazz. Um, I just can't believe that with all of the backlash that this game has received, like since the original debut of what you guys don't have phones. Uh, um, like, I can't believe they've just continuously stumbled and bumbled and just like pushed this bullshit out. Like, God. It's so bad. It's so bad. It, it, they do. They really. Like any any chance. anyone who's excited for Diablo Four needs to like really like think about this. Like they're not like, even gonna get it. This is what this is what they're doing to their Diablo name. Yeah. Well, it was like a very respected game at one point. Is now just a true, just a scam. It's just a scam. It's now just, it's a, just a, a, scam. a pit for monetization. Yeah, just a, a monetization scam. On your phone. <laughs> really, sad, really sad to see. Um, I I hope that you know, say more countries adopt laws yeah. like Belgium and the Netherlands, make like you For know, real. legislate this shit out of existence. I'm um, actually surprised more of the EU isn't on board with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, this it's sickening. It's true. Like you know, we we joke and we we make. You know, I was we, we literally about, thinking about playing this game on my phone. And like, like I was genuinely downloading it. a game onto my phone. I was going to consider it maybe doing the PC version. I wasn't going to do it on my phone, but like, I was considering well, about see, like, I have this, I have oh, this phone that's like, got a nice phone. Yeah. I have this phone that's perfectly like laid out for a game like that. Yeah. And like the second I saw the monetization stuff, I was like, well, uh, that's there not, it goes, folks. That, yeah, that's an absolute no. Um, and yeah, uh, they should be ashamed of themselves and they should be, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm going to be interested to see like you know what like kind of uh, class action lawsuits eventually get they're coming get levied at them for <laughs> yeah for you know the the kids who have bankrupted their their family by you know yeah, purchasing literally. you know the the in game currency. See, I always love those stories when they show up on Reddit. It's like, hey, my 13 year old kid just spent twenty thousand oh, dollars of my credit card money on uh, Fortnite. How do I do? Oh God, you gotta. You and it's like, take it away. Do not give them that access, parents. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh man, that's just. So no, the, the the first comment is always like, you should have put a parental control on your credit card, you idiot. No. I mean, that's, that's definitely no. not. No, the it shouldn't. It just it's, shouldn't be an option. Not the problem. Yeah, that's not the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my God. Right. Well, so yeah, we, we, we've gone long and we've gone long here and we've got more to come. So this is going to be a good episode. responsibility. It, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the message. That's the message that we're putting out of campaign comrades. So quick, quick plugs. We've already mentioned the stream a couple of times. Um, come, come watch us on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Sunday, campaign. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're pretty consistent. Yeah. So campaign underscore comrades. Um, come check us out at, uh, at Camcom pod on all the other social medias. Um, As you're going to say, by the time you're listening to this at launch, I'll be playing uh, Strangers of Paradise in the coming Sunday. Yes, Come watch I, for some and bombastic. I will, I will be watching. I'll be watching and doing the Birdman. Just rubbing <laughs> my hands together. All right. Uh, Till next time, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.